There are some jarring names that are mm-hmm. bubbling up. Like, do you know who Georgia Tech's quarterback is, Jason, to start the season? Uh, I feel like I came across this in the forecast recently, and I don't remember. Uh, it's Haynes King. So there you go. Oh, Texas, no. former Texas A&M five-star great that has like the, the weird throwing motion. Yeah. <laughs> so really excited. Really excited for him. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. We are a mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com. That's still rolling. Shout out to Jordan. Wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, and you can get the show Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Pod Center, Stitcher. We're all over the place. We're also on Instagram occasionally. My name is Logan Whitehouse. Uh, coming to you guys uh, live from Stewart, Florida. I'm on what is it? Twitter? Is it X? What are we calling it? Do we? Can we still call it Twitter? Click with Twitter. That's... I'm still on Twitter at Logo on the Dawn. You know, I, I I viewed the tweets. I don't make a ton of tweets. I thought I had a good one the other day, but it didn't really get a lot of traction. So, you know, whatever. That's fine. Um, who else is here today? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, you can still find my Wordle scores on Twitter.com <laughs> at Shank Jordan. I bang them out on Things the Things do not change. Correct. Um, I get my reps in. Uh, I would like to congratulate my ping teammate, Big Victor Holland, Hovland, Victor Holland. Man, that's a... Anyhow, uh, PGA Tour, FedEx Cup, whole shebang. He did it back to back. He may have learned how to roll the MF Rock, which is terrifying for everybody else in golf. Um, shout out to him. That was an impressive two weeks of smacking the ball around that he just did. Made himself some money, too. Yes, he did. $18 million check for this weekend's turn. That's just this today, week. yeah. What did he get for last week? Probably a couple. I think it was eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Several units. I know. As we like I think, I, I, think several, I saw several units. <laughs> I think I saw something that he pulled down 26 or 28 mil in like the span of nine days or whatever. You know, most, most coaches will tell you that's a good, that's a good run. You and know, congrats to his caddy too for that. That's right. Fall. Probably yeah. like 84th on tour and earnings this year, just by being a caddy. He seems like uh, Victor just seems like a really good dude. I think he's like a legendarily like he like bros out heavy with all of his college boys. Like you'll see him on the you'll see him on the bag for like one of his like guys he played in college with at like some mid am tournament like the week after playing in the US Open. Just seems like a good guy. Seems like my kind of guy. I'm into that. So yeah, shout out to him. Um, We got to get my man a better clothing sponsorship just for the for Mm -hmm. the looks. But you know, it's pretty European. I've come full circle on it. They're preposterous. Oh. I love them. I mean, they're preposterous, but they're like not even, it's not like he's like even doing like a Jesper Parnovic, like look at me thing. He's like just no. wearing clothes and they're just really bad. So I don't know. they send him clothes and he puts them on and that's, yeah. Well, I, you know, I would just prefer if we, if we jazz it up a little bit. Aspirational. <laughs> Whose voice is that? That's a great question. Logan. My name <laughs> is Jason Crick. I am also broadcasting from the friendly city of Harrisonburg having returned from a weekend in our nation's capital. Uh, very excited to be rejoining you guys. Uh, I've missed I've missed these chats. Uh, and I'm looking forward to doing uh, 60 minutes straight with no interruptions on the Baltimore Orioles. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I've well, cut it down that, to 60 minutes. Yeah, I can that'll go, go, I can that'll go in the only that'll go in the only fans. If yeah, you tip, after we hang tip, up, tip $5. Your 60 minutes can begin. <laughs> For our premium subscribers to my <laughs> TED Talk, it'll be... Just will just stay on the line. I'll okay, just monologue guys. about the 2022 Baltimore. <laughs> All the great um, monologue. Colin Cowherd, right. uh, Mike Frances- <laughs> Francesa. You get this, Mad Dog. Yeah, Mad Dog Riso. Yep. Who, who only monologues because the two of them hate each other so much because of their <laughs> monologues right. that they <laughs> can't work together anymore. <laughs> but anyhow, all right. Um, are you guys? Do you, are you guys drinking anything? Do we have any adult beverages or of the like to, this evening? 
Yeah, I've got a uh, fine Pilsner beer that goes by the name of Miller Lite. Oh. Started out clean. Uh, I have also returned to whence I came um, with the Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager. Okay, I thought it was going to be a can of Yingling that you found in the in the crisper, but hey, that's, that's okay. That's a fair guess. If, they, if it would have been there, I'd have drank it. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there in a, a couple months, like approximately right. seven to nine weeks from now. You'll be you'll be deep in the crisper. I'm going to so, say it's sooner than that. It's probably <laughs> true. Once the weather turns, the Jason. Well. Once the weather turns, Jason gets into the Yinglings. We all know this. <laughs> um, I uh, did have some beverages today uh, at the aforementioned fake Top Golf situation at the Sailfish Sands Park in Seward, Florida. Um, so I'm drinking water this evening. Um, but I did have a car bomb today too. So it was a big Whoa. day. It was a big day for your boy. <laughs> so I had a rum runner as well. Um, so you know, it was a it was Party a cele- time up here. It was a celebratory atmosphere all around. Um, and we. Uh, yeah, so we're drinking some water this evening, but uh, you know, it's a good day. It's hot, guys. It's been really hot here. I don't know if you guys have heard, but it's been hot here. So um, sometimes you gotta have an icy drink and and or some Guinness. To, I was gonna to, say or a to, 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 to heavy beer with a shot dropped into it. Either one. <clears throat> All right. Um, cool. Well, hey, well, hey, guys. As Jason said, lovely to be back. Great to see you guys. Um, it's been since since June. When we had the wheel route, <laughs> the, the 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 sojourn was it June right. when we played golf or July? It was June. Uh, first weekend of June, I believe it was. Yeah, it was early early June there. So, um, what's shaking in Rocktown? What are the vibes like? It's uh, also hot here. I can confirm. Hot here. The Dukes are back in town, much to yep. the chagrin of townies like myself who drive sure. amongst them on a daily basis, but don't drive them around anymore. No. <laughs> gotcha. Don't Correct. miss that. <laughs> Moved on to more lucrative side gigs and hustles. That's right. Yeah, lot, lots of full restaurants, lots of... That's uh, good. You know, it's for the best, except when I want to eat some food. The economy is is stimulated, is That's what right. I'm hearing. Okay. That's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, hot in South Florida. Um, you know, we are approaching Liberty weekend, which means... There's a hurricane bearing down on Florida. Uh, we will, well, there's a storm in the Gulf. So uh, we'll, we're keeping our BDI on the tropics for now. Things have been pretty quiet so far, thankfully. And uh, if we'd like to keep it that way for this summer, you know, I'd, I'd be okay with riding it out for the next couple of months with uh, no major no major issues. So that'd be good. It's been raining a lot. Um, to be honest, the golf, the golf has taken a bit of a hit the past couple past couple uh i should say the past month but um it's been raining a ton just raining a lot so we we saw some photo evidence of real progress recently so yeah yeah that was taken indoors where it was not raining um but uh yeah you know the grind continues i do have the whippy stick on the back porch and every time i let the dog out i go just you know i'm like that guy in those videos just out there swing training speed training Right, <laughs> activating, blowing my knees out, all things of that nature. So, um, you guys are you, you guys continue to play. And how do we feel about getting our money's worth out of our memberships? Pretty good. Oh, oh probably that was July in April or May. Yeah, we yeah. Okay. smoked it. I was, I was gonna not, say not to pile on about all the golf. Play, oh no, 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 no! You yeah, don't need yeah, to. We, you don't need to worry yeah. about that. I, I'm. I know. I know where we're all at here. So. We've been we've been playing we've been playing free golf for several weeks. That's sweet. I'm thrilled for you guys. That's very good. And how's the competitive scene going? Are we are we taking a break for a little bit or I think it's pretty much over. Okay. Um, yeah, we got maybe one or two events left at most. Yeah, one or two potentially. I I may have an in to another one or two that the details are, are shady at best about right Ooh. now, but we, we may drop that <laughs> on a later pod. Um, That's the best kind. Just let me know if I need to show up and be on the bag. I'm ready. It would be a fun scene. Um, (laughs) I did yet. So this weekend was supposed to be Lakeview Golf Club's club championship weekend. Uh, That got canceled. So I pivoted to the monthly Pack Saddle Ridge public scramble uh, with two buddies, friends of the program. And did you did you find a fourth or did you just go three? No, we just went three, Uh. and they had us rotate. Ah, shot every hole. Yeah. So not every shot, but every hole. Oh, Somebody okay. 
knew. Oh, okay. Got the two shots. Um, I want to publicly say, shout out to Pack Saddle Ridge. Conditions have improved. Wow. Okay. Uh, since last year. Publicly was, saying this. That was a low bar to clear, but conditions have improved. They had 23 teams in yesterday's scramble. It was insane. Look at them. Uh, to show up and see that many cars in the parking lot. Yeah, it is a brand uh, new day. The greens were in much better shape. However, they <laughs> However. they were by far the slowest putting surfaces I have ever wrestled wow. with in my life. Wow. Slower like than the sandy, the sandy bottom days of, of yore. After, oh, my uh... gosh. <laughs> yeah, we played well. Uh, shot a 63. No bogeys, right. no fives on the card, two eagles. So for nice. for it being our first pack saddle scramble in yeah. a year or so, we we showed showed up and did okay. Where does that where does that finish in, in the twenty three teams? Uh, like we top, didn't stick around top to find third out. Or, we saw oh, okay. we saw somebody turn in a sixty when we okay. turned in a sixty three, so we were like, Well, because no in, in the past, it, the winners have usually been right around the 59 to 61 range. Yeah. Mm. So I just thought, I think we probably would have been top 15, 20% of, okay. of the groups yesterday. Well, congrats. That's awesome. And congrats to Backsaddle. I mean, I, I recall that place being like very, like a, a unique spot. And if it was in good shape, it would have been like a very cool and unique place to go play golf occasionally. And, and to hear that it, had fallen in such disrepair was you know personally disappointing yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah so it was improved enough that i i at times started having the thought of should i come out here and play my own ball uh, one day the annual and battle I, of yeah. like <laughs> I can so, my ball. the annual reminder round is probably coming up in october or november yep. of mm, weeks, 90, you know Get that 94 audience. to the side of the face always rings true every fall. That's why I don't do this. <laughs> Not with that attitude, at least. All right, cool, cool. Um, do we have any? Do we have any travels to report on uh, upcoming or summer, summer, summertime? You know that we would like to share with the group. Other uh, than Orlando, Orlando yes. was banging. Yeah, I mean, upcoming, come yes, but I will surprise you guys by popping up in that location. Okay on screen Ooh. and we can have a fun we can have a fun where in the world is jordan guess this where week? i am love this love, love this. that okay that's a really good idea jordan that's great thinking of producing always producing i love that right. for the podcast so i live with um, content creation at top of mind as you right. guys know that's my personality absolutely okay so real quick let's get a let's do a quick uh a quick handicap check-in uh jason where are we at oh gosh i believe i am uh, now hold on a second all right, Jordan, do you know yours off the top of your head? Yeah. 3.5. 3.5 index, love it. 5.7 for your boy. Oof, guys, bravo. I'm at a 13.7, I think. Um, so, you know, we've we've made some – we're holding steady and have made some minor progress. Did shoot a 10 over 82, though, uh, two rounds ago when I was out. Yeah. Felt pretty good about oh, that. Boy. So we're seeing things goes, a little bit better. It goes in chunks in my experience. Yeah. If I can continue to get my hips out of the way of my hands, um, things are things are gonna start happening for me. You know, I can feel it. I'm a big, strong. I'm a big, strong-bodied man. You know what I'm saying? A young Victor Hovland type. Really fill out a pair of five-inch inseam shorts. Yeah, that that athleticism has been bound and held back for too long. Once <laughs> once that early extension gets taken care of. Well, I mean, you know, I've just been using all my athleticism, perfectly timing up, turning my wrists over at the maximum extension point on my toes, no feet on the ground at all. So, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to try to transfer that to something else. So, um, cool, cool. Very good. Uh, did you guys catch any football yesterday? I did a little bit. Same. I saw handsome Sam and his lush beard lead some touchdown drives. And I watched UMass win a road game at yeah. New Mexico State. It happened. Wow. New Mexico Who's, State. Caught... Can you guess? Can you guess who New Mexico State is coached by? Oh, I knew this. Is it? He has like, tangential. Is it, is it Jerry tech. Kill? Gary Jerry Kill? Yeah. Yes, that's Jerry who it Kill. is. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Great pull. 
<laughs> Thank you. Um, interesting. And they, they didn't seem to be playing like a traditional Jerry Kill squad, I guess. No, they were they were running the ball when they should not have been. Um, you, UMass, um, there's reports of feisty UMass this year. I, I, who is UMass's coach? Don't it's know, not, but he's, they it's apparently not brought Bell in anymore. Like twenty-ish, big, yeah. uh, big level program wow. transfers. Marcus uh, Camby types starting awakening the echoes. Starting QB had both former Clemson backup and former Georgia Tech backup experience on his resume um he was a dj u type of oh their coach is don brown he was uh he was michigan's defensive coordinator the mustache guy that like only played single man coverage and just would get slaughtered by ohio state every year that's correct (laughs) ever since he's been gone michigan's been beating ohio state's been crazy who would have thought um but I think this he's like a, this is why I'm skeptical of feisty UMass. But. He's like a UMass guy, but I think Don Brown is also a feisty man. I, I, I think, think he's like one of those like we blitz all night kind of kind of guys, you know. Yeah, and I uh, doubt he, he plays anything resembling Ohio State's athleticism while at UMass, unless they're getting paid for that game. So his single his single high man approach may play out well yeah. in the Northeast. Trying to see Let's if there's see. any uh, notable well, names on their UMass staff. UMass goes to Auburn uh, in like six days. So right, okay. that. they're getting a check for that game. So. Yes, they are. All good. Um, speaking of coaches in weird places, I did hear that Kevin Sumlin is uh, part of Mike Loxley's staff in Maryland now. <laughs> he's just, I he's just correct. He's just there hanging out. Is he so. analyzing or is he actually having on staff? No, he's. I think he's just. Like I think he's like associated coach or something, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you probably have to be at, at that stage. Oh, yeah, fair. that. But he's probably like the quarterbacks coach and associate head coach or something weird. Um, interesting. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I caught a little bit of the. I mean, I think when I checked in on Navy Notre Dame, it was already kind of getting getting out of hand. So I didn't Love really. It want to waste a whole lot of time doing that so um i checked in on some vandy hawaii which was kind of a fun one um totally put the jinx on uh hawaii uh, really bad they were going into the end zone i think personally i think there was kind of a dubious review situation there but it's fine it's you know it's week zero for the officials too and um yeah and and i and then the hawaii quarterback proceeded to throw one of the worst just like end zone duck interceptions i've seen in a while but uh it looks like vanderbilt held on and won that game 35 to 28 which is a, a big turnaround for from last year i think vanderbilt beat the brakes off of hawaii last year so timmy yeah, chang's I got saw, the boys playing i saw hawaii had an onside kick that they nearly recovered uh with oh. four minutes left down seven and wow. if it weren't for an elbow being out of bounds when the ball was jumped on they would have got uh, it. It would have been Hawaii ball. Yeah. Vanderbilt's uh, stadium is like under massive reconstruction right now. And it's a pretty, I mean, it's usually a pretty tough scene there, but it's an even tougher scene. They're gonna, what, aren't they like, they're going to have like a 24,000 person capacity when Georgia comes to town? I think so. I think I yeah. read. It's going to be hilarious. Their like scoreboard is suspended by two cranes. It's being held up by two cranes, which is, I yeah, mean, it looks, looks cool. like a big I mean, field, goal, field goal net. I know they have. I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and even though I shouldn't, um, that I know they have like significant plans to like shove two hundred yes. million dollars into the program. But it, I, I think I've heard there, yeah, it's like a lot of new sports stuff going in yeah. too. Like it's going to be really nice. So correct, you know, it's that SEC money, you know. Yeah, I saw the tail end of uh, FIU La Tech. Which was twenty-two to seventeen final score. Must have been a, a yeah. rock fight. <laughs> Just <fun. 'cause... laughs> um, but um, they, I, I they, did... yeah, I think what lot Tech won, right? Uh, yes. I don't know. You watched it. I, I saw the freaking game. Um, but uh... you know, I'll just pepper these in. But you, can you guys guess who the quarterback for Louisiana Tech is? <laughs> nope. No. Oh, it's it's, 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 it's none other than Boise Great. Hank Bachmeyer. Oh. Yeah. Did any of the um, boys transfer down there with him? I don't. Yeah, so. That was BYU. 
Sorry. That was, that was BYU. That's BYU has a, well. has a new quarterback. BYU has a new quarterback whose name may blow your mind as well. I'm ready for it. Do you guys know who it is? He's a Jedi. He's a Jedi in training. His name is Anakin? No, his name is Keaton Slovis. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. The, yeah. the senior Slovis boy. <laughs> he's still around no, and he's no longer trans- the young Slovis boy. No longer he was at USC and then did he play Pitt yeah. last year? And now we he's called him the young Slovis boy quarterback. like in 2015. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. been doing this for That's a while. How long so we've been yeah. in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> since before, since before you could just transfer whenever you wanted to. He was truly a young Slovis boy. Now he's a an el- the elders the elder Slovis gentleman. We've if watched I use, him grow from a Slovis boy into a Slovis man. Right. <laughs> FIU's quarterback um, was um five of fourteen for four yards and one pick. It was not, I'll say I only saw like the last quarter and a half. It was not a, a testament to football. I'll say that. Um, I mean, but that is Louisiana Tech scored with, like. Yeah, Louisiana Tech scored with like a minute left and uh, to go up by five. So they went for two and they ran like the swinging the barn door formation. They had like oh. three people in front of the quarterback and five people in front of the running back. The Ezekiel Elliott to, last play as a cowboy. Yeah, formation. opted to do neither quarterback up the gut nor quick swing to running back. They ran the running back in a jet sweep and flipped it to him, and he just got destroyed. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I do love, I do love but when a play they, just gets just snuffed they, out. Yeah. Then they so picked bad. off the, they picked off like the third pass on the next drive and won yeah. it. And it's great. Well, time that was the, that was the somehow the only interception of the uh, nine incomplete passes that the uh, the of fourteen passes. He's not <laughs> the kind of five, If you complete five passes for four yards, that's that's not the yards per attempt that you're looking for. He's not the kind of quarterback that keeps both teams in the game. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. So room for impl- improvement there for FIU. Yeah. Um, just run through if there's any other games. Uh, USC San Jose State. I mean. I think the main takeaway here is that USC's defense doesn't appear to be that improved from last year. Um, they gave up some plays. They gave up some long third down conversions, which is, you know, personally triggering for me. Um, but they, yeah, I mean, Caleb Williams is ridiculous. And um, I mean, he's going to keep him in all the games, but I, I'm, I, I don't want to be too hot takey here, but like this, USC team seems to be exactly the same as last year and that they're going to probably lose to Utah once, if not twice. And that's going to be how it goes for them. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So maybe they'll beat Utah, but they'll, they seem like a team that's going to get, get God in a game because their defense can't get off the field. And maybe I'm ready to bet overs whenever, whenever they they look like they can go though. So that's, that's for sure. Also saw some people like, really hyping up that Bronny James was at the game as if he doesn't go to USC, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he, does, he lives there at worst, and he goes to USC, I think. So um, maybe people need to relax. This, just some advice. I would cool. agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, any other week zero thoughts? It's kind of a disappointing week zero. There could have been a better game than Navy-Notre Dame, right? Yeah, I think I, I don't think playing in week zero games are super popular. No, um, I think you're coaches, right. So do I get, don't imagine do you get an extra buy built in. You somewhere, do. Yes. Florida. Yeah. Well, usually I think, well, Florida had a buy an extra buy when they played Miami that week zero game t- a couple of years ago. Yeah. They so I, have it. I, I could see it working out in your favor if you have a cupcake opponent like Let's get the first one out of the way. We get an extra buy built into the main calendar to to help get us healthy if needed. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I didn't watch a ton. I think I'm I'm just gonna gorge on it next weekend and in the following yeah. week. Probably. It's probably a good probably a good move. So we'll just make some picks with a lot of with a, just a fresh mind. The board right. will be clear, Vibes completely clean. Never been more clear to me. <laughs> <laughs> very good um okay we have opted not to do a huge pre- season preview uh this year for various reasons but mostly because you guys don't really come here for that you come in here for shooting from the hip reactions to college football and you know <laughs> and real life talk so um just but real quick there are some teams that are near and dear to the wheel route so i figure we'll maybe just try to touch on generally maybe do a vibe check on on the teams that are allegedly near and dear to the wheel route so jason you got jmu shirt on um how are the duke how are the dukes feeling rolling into this year and what's their status can they play in bowl games can are they eligible for activities like what's the deal 
perfectly fair question. I'll start with that. Um, the the status is that the uh, the attempt at the waiver to get fully cleared for this season did not go through. Um, so the Dukes are not eligible for the Sun Belt Championship. Okay, but that is that is not due to the. I shouldn't have phrased it that way. Oh, for one, right off the right off the rip. Um, All right. So they are not tiny, they are up. not eligible for an auto bid to a bowl game. Oh, um, which has led the Sun Belt in in an you know a, a difficult decision, but one I understand to say that we are not eligible to play in the Sun Belt Championship game uh, because they don't want the Sun Belt champion being ineligible they to don't go want represent the Sun Belt. Yeah. Correct, I, and I, I can understand that it's it's. A crappy situation in several directions, but this is not the sun right. up being petty or anything like that. Would now, that also the, count if they were the highest rated non-power five team? Like would they get the would they get the the, the group of five bowl game or no, I don't believe so. Okay. No. Gotcha. Um and so now the caveat to that is because we're in our second year of this. If there are fewer than the number of six win teams that is required to fill the bowl games. The Dukes will be eligible to be picked for that, which there has been which fairly recently, right? Fairly consistently has been they've been like a couple short over the last few years, um, not all the time, but but regularly. So the odds of a bowl game are better than zero, um, and not not terrible. And to be fair, the Dukes have to do their part as well. Got to play um, the football game. Got to strap it up. Got to lock the gate. Right. Got to lock the dang gates. But um, the Dukes are feeling good. The Dukes. Uh, Duke's fans are exactly as irrational as we've ever been uh, and proud. Good. But um, so pretty much the entire defense minus two studs is back from last year. The entire offensive line is back from last year. Uh, a couple running back studs are back from last year. The question marks will be at the wide receiver position and at the quarterback position. Uh, mm-hmm. JMU has, has not named a starter and I would be shocked if one is named um before you know saturday september 2nd at whatever 59 p.m um so there's some question marks there but um you can you can do a lot with a very good defense and a strong offensive line and running backs um so we'll see the uh the schedule is much more difficult from last year um not the least of which the dukes play 12 games instead of 11 um don't get that extra bye week uh, we also play Sunbelt East, quite difficult division. We also play the top two teams from the West, uh, which is not a super ideal draw from that side. Um, sure. We also go to Virginia. We go to Utah State. Um, oh, Utah State, brutal. Yeah, we host UConn, which is Virginia. a very fun thing. That's brutal. Um, so it'll be interesting. There is a very wide range of possibilities for this team. Um but generally we have the we're we're trending in the right direction for like program advancement so okay yep all right things are going well most of the most of the talent is fairly young the recruiting classes have been very strong i believe the one slated to arrive next fall is um it's already like there's one four star and like 12 three stars already like it's up there with some acc teams um so things are going well things are they're going the direction you like. Uh, growth may not always be linear, as we know, but the regression preach, will be preach strong. on it. That's going to yep. be a big topic for the teams that are near and dear to the wheel route yep. this year. Uh, so, That's right. you know, welcome, Jason, to the growth. It's yep. not linear brigade. <laughs> Jordan, tell me about the who's. Make me feel a little bit better. Oh, well, I think I have not paid enough attention to to cast dispersions with conviction. So, okay. I will just say I am in wait and see mode. Uh, I do know that it's Tony Musket season in Charlottesville. I do uh, like that sound of that. I will that's say that's a fun quarterback one name to have. Um, I haven't really been keeping up with injury reports and or reports out of camp at all, um, which I think is probably a good uh, approach given given circumstances. But, um, like, I want to be clear here in week zero, I am not totally out on Tony Elliott. I have not given up on the Tony Elliott 
experiment or the possibility that he could still do really well at UVA. Um, but he's he's got a lot on his plate. And I think coming into this year, the offense needs to show market improvement. Um, I don't know that they have the pieces on the offensive line for that to happen. Um, was encouraged by some of the growth the defense showed last year. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't know that they have the horses to be able to lean on the defense as their calling card or the, the unit that keeps them in ball games. So we'll see. Uh, they got a really tough start to their schedule. They play Tennessee week one on national television. Um, <laughs> the, the, the line for that game is very big. Um, and okay. <laughs> in Tennessee's favor, Joe Milton is is going to have himself a day. I might have to might have to bang the who's there. I mean, there's a reason that freaking Hendon Hooker was starting over Joe Milton's because maybe he's not awesome. We'll see. Well, I think he's going to look awesome week one. It's he can it's throw it far. Possible. He he can yeah. he can throw it very far. The, the, this we know. So you got Tennessee week one. Uh, then you host the aforementioned James Madison Dukes week two. <laughs> So you could be coming out of the gate 0-2, having just lost to James Madison. Then you got to go to Maryland that Friday night. Um, oh, I'm glad they're bringing that one back, though. I do, yeah, I do love I am, the UVA-Maryland matchup. I'm glad to see that hate re reintroduced in, <laughs> into my life. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I don't have high expectations. I think the win total numbers I have seen on various sites – load around three and a half or four. Um, yeah. I think five wins would be considered a successful season. I don't know that that's enough to get people excited about the direction of the program, though. So sure. Tony's in a tough spot. We'll see what happens. But yeah. on, he's on not, the right there's side... No way that, there's no way he's done after this year, right? I don't think so. Unless, I don't like, think he should be. Unless there's cause. Well, fair. Which I, was that I don't say that as like to intimate that there is smoke about anything. I'm just saying like I don't think he would get fired after year two purely on performance on the field. Um, on the bright side in Charlottesville, though, facilities are being built. So if the Tony Elliott experience comes to an abbreviated end at some point, um, the new coach should be getting – the keys to some nice toys when Coach Kurt Zignetti will have an awesome opportunity to really build a program, you know, yeah. yet again. So we too could be an audition <laughs> in front of the VAF. Who knows? <laughs> the Duke Club. Oh, uh, gotcha. All right. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll touch briefly on the Gators here. Um, it's gonna. It's definitely a wait and see kind of year for the Gators too, Jordan. To echo some of your sentiments, um, they did bring in transfer quarterback Graham Mertz we've probably made some jokes at his expense at various points um really a classically Wisconsin Wisconsin quarterback um I think the the positive the most positive version of where Florida is at is they are where Georgia was after Kirby was there for a year and they were Georgia I think was what seven and six or something in Kirby's first year and they weren't that good and then you know they kind of got the recruiting machine rolling and Florida certainly has had the recruiting machine rolling, which is nice. Um, things are looking good there in that direction. Have a quarterback coming in next class. Um, I am interested to see if we get Wisconsin Graham Mertz or if there's a little bit more in there <laughs> for Graham Mertz. I'm interested to see what kind of play calling we see out of the Gators this year. Um, I think Anthony Richardson was sort of a, such a unique skill set, talent, and Florida's quarterback situation was so uniquely tenuous last year that I just think there was some sort of strange play. Play. I thought there was some choppy and weird play calling, and some of that might just be Billy calling plays too, right? So that that could be part of it. I do think that um, Florida did a lot of like trying not to get the quarterback hurt last year, and Richardson also was 
like could also just bust off a 80 yard touchdown run and, and was like, Oh, that was really cool. But um, you know, if Mertz can hit guys that are open in the flat and hit guys that are open over the middle, he might be super effective <laughs> because I think Billy's shown that he gets guys open both over the middle in the flats and down the field um, because the running game is going to be good. I think Florida is going to be running the, running the ball. They're going to establish it and they are going to establish it early and they're going to run the ball. You can make an argument Florida may have one of the best running back stables in the country. Uh, the offensive line. We'll see how well they play. I think last year they were pretty good unit and uh, probably lost some guys, brought some transfers in, but I really am looking. I'm interested to see Florida's defense take some steps forward. Hard to imagine they could be any worse than they were last year, especially in getting off the field on third down, but they they have hired a up and coming um, defensive new defensive coordinator, Austin Armstrong, wears the visor kind of chugsy. I think he's like 28 years old, wild to see that uh, in the flesh, but he uh, is, is a defensive coordinator, high energy, got to dip in, you know, seems to like to simulate pressures and do the whole, the whole bit. Uh, Nick's he, they hired him off Nick Saban staff. He was Southern misses defensive coordinator last year, I think. And then went over to Alabama to be a sort of like, I think waiting in the wings, defensive coordinator type outside linebackers coach. So uh, I think that's a good hire. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a lot of wait and see for Florida. The, the other thing I guess I will just mention is like, this is exactly the Billy Napier takeover plan as it played out at uh, um, Louisiana, Louisiana so far through, through one year and one off season. So, you know, obviously everything gets scaled way up because it's the sec and it's not sunbelt. Um, no offense to the sunbelt, Jason, but the uh, I, I think that, you know, he did say this is going to take a while. I think he inherited a bad roster and um, I think the roster is going to be more talented this year, but maybe the results on the field are not going to be so great. Although Florida like barely can do a bowl game last year. So I think, they, <laughs> um, I think also Florida plays by some measures, the hardest schedule in the country, which is not great. Week uh, one, Thursday night at Utah to start. So that's going to find out. Be fun. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jordan? No, I was going to say, uh, we talked about at the end of last year, questioning whether, Billy would maybe reshuffle some of his responsibilities or priorities. Do you know if he's done any of that to maybe simplify his plate or is it just kind of, I'm still calling plays. I'm still coaching QBs. I'm still doing everything. I think he does. He is from a game day standpoint, he is still calling plays. He is still coaching QBs. Uh, he is still CEO uh, guy. Um, I, I do think that he, the Florida like massive staff. Um, I think there's some quarterback coaching and some like offensive analyzing that goes on in the giant group of people that Florida has like amassed behind the scenes. Um, it seems like the quarterbacks, at least like from a recruiting standpoint and the quarterbacks themselves seem to mention names of guys that aren't like on the game day coaching staff as like guys they're really close with. So, um, so I mean, I would say that the next step for Billy Napier, if we have, if Florida has a, a choppy year uh, offensively would be to maybe look himself in the mirror and say like, should I be calling plays? Um, I kind of thought that last year I wasn't overly impressed, but I also like, I think with the benefit of some hindsight and some like, I just don't think Florida's roster was great last year. And I also think Florida's quarterback was so um, volatile that it was, I think some of the play calling volatility you could chalk up to the quarterback as well, just as probably just as well as the play calling itself. So, um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I think you're going to get a lot more, I don't want to say vanilla Florida this year, but I don't think you're going to get as many just downfield strike type plays, but I think Florida's going to try to run it and then they're going to try to take deep shots on play action, which is, you know, that's not, not like rocket science, but they're going to be good at running it. So I think it's going to, it could be effective. I'm just worried that, they're a little thin at various places and that there's going to be some games where the defense is going to be relied on and have to see how that goes. Cause they're going to need to show up and play better, but, um, but I don't know. I mean, Florida had to throw into the end zone against Tennessee last year, right? Um, they got absolutely waxed by Georgia. So that is what it is. But I think um, there was some, uh, they, they had a shot to win the Florida state game last year. I mean, things were, 
as as things always go, you're probably closer to, you know, you're you're probably not for in Florida's case, you're probably not as bad as the results made it seem last year. The bowl game aside, so we'll see. But yeah, so anyhow, I mean, that's not like overly positive all around three of us, but we are eager to get into another season of college football. So let's do it. Yeah, no, I am. I promise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Very good. Some brief news, uh, news and notes check in here. You guys, you guys get a load of this Jim Harbaugh situation. I've seen uh, self-imposed suspensions. So dumb. The ticker. So dumb. I mean, having, the takeaway here really is just never talk to the NCAA. Just don't comply. There's there's no point complying. Never comply. So didn't they, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. Did, I thought I heard that they Michigan had offered like a four-game suspension like so, a month ago. And then this is, now yeah. I'm hearing that they're giving him a three-game suspension, of which they don't play anybody any good, and it doesn't matter. So from, from my understanding, and this has been wildly confusing, as it always is, um, so I might get this burger. wrong. I'm sure one of our thousands of listeners will correct me. Um, yes, Michigan and Harbaugh, there was a deal being constructed uh, in which everybody was going to agree that he would be suspended for the first four games. Um, and everybody was happy and copacetic. And then that, for some reason, fell apart. And all of a sudden, everybody was like, nope, we're not doing that. Screw it. Uh, and then, like, a week after that, it was... Yeah, Jim Harbaugh is going to – it's self-imposed three-game suspension. He's going to have, like, uh, assigned head coaches, including one that I believe is split into the two halves. Um, mm. So it's all – If you have two interim as, as head a, coaches, you don't have any. You don't have any <laughs> interments. We've always said this. We've always said this. Um, And so, yeah, I, I think it's all as absurd as humanly possible. So college football – is truly back, but yes. From I mean, this all originated moment, too because Jim Harbaugh lied about buying recruits a cheeseburger that he did, in fact, buy. Well, Literally, so that, that was, like, was it was like it was like COVID was era. It was COVID era COVID, contact yeah. with with people. Then he, I think, purchased some recruits a cheeseburger during the COVID times. And I think that's just, right. So yeah. he will, but he, he will be missing it, so. three home games uh, against East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. And I'll give. Uh, <laughs> I'll cite Ryan Nani in this. Um, he referenced it on the full cast, but like if you were a season ticket holder from Michigan football this year, you got East Carolina, <clears throat> excuse me, East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Indiana, Purdue, and the Ohio State game. And that's it. Jeez. That's your that's your home slate. So shouts out to those donors. Pack the big house. But hey, they're going to be preseason number four, and um, yeah. it's going to come down to the Ohio, Ohio State game on Thanksgiving weekend. So that'll Pretty be much. fun. Cool. All right. Um, can we do a quick uh, where are they now, teams? Uh, there's been a lot of realignment news over the past, whatever, months. Yeah. It's been ongoing. Jason, um, you said there was 14 teams that are 14 in- teams will be playing in new conferences this week. All right. So we're let's not start, playing let's, in. Let's start with year. the biggest comfort. The, the, I mean, let's. Uh, unfortunately, we have to do it this way. No, no shade to the Sun Belt and, and others, but um, uh, let's start. Are you, are you referring start. to the the country's most stable conference? Is that what you're talking to? That I, I am. Yeah, I am referring to that one. That would um, be the uh, ACC. That's because so everybody joined. Everybody joined them last year. So the, the uh, MAC is what you're talking about. The nation's most stable. Conference. Yeah, I don't know. The ACC. The ACC has got a pretty good thing going. Uh, and by good thing, I mean LOL Florida State. You mean <laughs> shackles on some yeah. very angry trustees in Tallahassee. <laughs> right. All right. Um, do it, Jason. So what are, what are we starting with? The, the Big 12? Let's do the Big 12, yeah. So the Big 12 is first. They will be adding, I believe, three. This list is sorted alphabetically because why wouldn't you guess? sort it alphabetically? Oh, yeah, Go yeah, ahead. Let's... Three new schools in the Big 12. Do it, Jordan. Cincinnati. Correct. UCF. Oh, I was I was wrong. It's four. UCF is one. Okay. Um, Houston. UNLV. I'm out. Houston of guess. is correct. UNLV is not. Is you it... have one more. What state? Uh, I have to verify this. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm pretty away. sure I know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is they are in Utah. 
Oh, BYU. Yeah. BYU has joined the Big 12. I forgot that was BYU. For some reason, I was like, I'm like 98% sure they're in Utah because of everything about them. (laughs) But I don't want to say this, and it turns out it's Wyoming. and I Because of the wrong reason. Yeah. No, I got you. Obviously. (laughs) Okay, so there's four. That's four of the 14. So BYU, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati into the Big 12. Do you guys know who Cincinnati – you know, we can blend this together. Do you guys know who Cincinnati's starting quarterback is? Oh, Desmond Ritter. Uh, no, it's Emory Jones. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you guys. It, it, um, no, it's the, the streets. The streets are insane out here. Oh, this is gonna be so fun. I love uh, this. I love that Emory Jones is still getting burned. Tremendous. Yeah. Let me see if there's any other Big Twelve uh, teams that we need. That I need to to check in on um no i don't think there's anybody that crazy all right keep it moving jason <laughs> i'm counting uh let's check in with the conference that the big 12 pillaged the american athletic conference has added six new teams for the 2023 season yeah i'm not can you name them this. fau I, I pass. uh yep F- fiu fiu has remained in conference usa oof Oof, tough move. Um, yeah, I got FAU. Jeez, uh, Louise, this is—I don't know. I, I can't. I can't drum this up. It's, it gets sloppy in a hurry. Is it like Charlotte? You Charlotte, Charlotte is one. That's okay. Correct. <laughs> All right. So I'm thinking like Conference USA adjacent. Um, yeah. Rutgers. Rutgers is still in the Big Ten, but that would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> would would be nice. Probably good for that them. Seems like a Rutgers thing to do. Um, we can, I can lead you to a pair of Texas schools. Oh, UTEP. Texas State? Oh, it might be three. Hold on. <laughs> it is, it is three, three Texas schools, uh, none of which are UTEP. Oh, wow. Yeah. To, to Texas State. Texas State's still in the Sun Belt. Oh, they're in the Sun Belt. Yeah. Our Westmost UTSA? School. UTSA. The Roadrunners are headed to the American. Me, me. Oh, I love watching UTSA games. Two more Texas schools. More Texas schools? Two more. You have only gotten one. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to think of Texas schools. Uh, uh, UT Clearwater. <laughs> Clearwater. <laughs> All right. What are they, Jason? What are the two Texas schools? Uh, one is the Mean Green. Oh, North, the University North of Texas. North Texas. And the other is uh, the Kings of NCAA football 2004, the Rice Owls. Oh, Rice. Look at Rice. Yeah. Uh, There is uh, one more school moving from Conference USA to the American. Uh, A school, a a phoenix, some might say, risen from the dead. Oh, UAB. UAB Blazers. Let's go Blazers. Yep. Wow. So those are... Uh, I'll give you your your quarterback check in for the American. I don't know if you're going to get buckwild with this one, considering how difficult it was to find some of these schools. I don't I don't think I see any notable quarterbacks in yeah. the American. That's fair. Um, let me confirm that the last four conference changes are all Conference USA. Yes, so Conference USA having to replace schools departing to the American has added four new schools, and I am genuinely giddy to see how many of these you get. Jackson State. No. Texas State. Again, staying in the sun. Still in the, still in the sun. <laughs> well, um, things could have changed in the last three minutes. So two two came from... No, no, hold on a second. I got to make sure I see this right. States, Jason. Uh, two came from FBS Independence. Oh, okay. One came, one came from the Atlantic Sun, and one came from... Oh, I lost it. Well, it's Atlanta. not uh, one came from the whack. Nevada. No. The whack. Oh, yeah. Boise State. Did they move? No. So the whack. The whack was no longer uh, an FBS conference. You were forgetting. Oh, Ooh. the mat. They were the Boise Mountain State, West. The Mountain West. Mountain West. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot that the WAC and the Mountain West had like a weird tryst, yeah. and then the WAC went away, and it became the Mountain West. I R. don't R. know any of these, Jason. Let's let's do it. Let's hear them. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, one is in Texas. Texas. Uh, Shocking. Coached by coached by Casey Keeler, uh, former Delaware fame. All right. Ooh. The Sam Houston Bearcats. 
Okay. Um, let's see. Chats. The <laughs> other moving from a conference, you were I. The reason I hesitated on Jackson State is because it's Jacksonville State is moving. Oh, uh, but Jackson they, State's in. Is or did I get just get that wrong? Didn't they play yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, but Jackson State. Oh, that was Jacksonville is, State. I'm an idiot. Yeah, Jacksonville State played yesterday. Jackson uh, State is still in the. It's still swag. in the in the swack. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the other two were FBS independents last year. One of whom we talked about already in the New Mexico State Aggies. Oh, I forgot that they're independents. Yep. And the other of whom resides mm-hmm. in Lynchburg. Oh, Liberty. Yeah. Cool. Good for Liberty. Who are, oh, by yeah, most accounts, basically funding Conference USA for the next couple of years. <laughs> Seems that way. Well, they've <laughs> made bad investments in the past. So that, That's crazy. Who's Liberty's quarterback this year? I don't know. Chadwell's boy didn't follow him. Yeah. Oh, um, it looks like uh, Malik Willis. No, I'm just kidding. Jeez, uh, <laughs> Luis. Liberty QB. Projected depth chart. Uh, a, a young man named Bennett. Say it again, please. Jonathan Bennett. Okay. Sure. Or Trey Lowe or Kadon Salter, not to be confused with Kedon Slovis. So yeah. we would never, we would never <laughs> confuse her. Right. Uh, all right. So those are all the teams that have moved for this year, and then next year we are we are at it again we, with with we'll Texas Oklahoma joining joining the year. SEC. All right. This yeah. is a good segment. I I enjoyed this. Are you yeah. guys interested in hearing some quarterback names and and where are they now? Always. All right. Yeah, Does anybody you, know? You give us the name. You want to know the name or you want to know the team? Is it more jarring if I tell you the team and you imagine that guy jogging out in the jersey or the other way around? That's really the question. Well, you've got the list. You choose. All right. Who will be playing quarterback in this year for the Kentucky Wildcats? Um, Got some preseason buzz last year. He's got a sweet arm sleeve tattoo. Tough guy. Devin Leary, NC State. Mm. That's a deep cut for preseason. I'm going to be terrible at this. <laughs> he had a lot of preseason buzz last year. He was From hurt. Who? The, the liberal media. I mean, I don't know what to tell okay. you. Well, I don't <laughs> consume the liberal media. <laughs> okay. okay. So. Sorry. Fox News was busy hyping Brendan Armstrong. Who is playing yeah. for which team this year? Who NC knows? NC State. That's right, the Wolfpack. Yeah. They've switched, but they still have a quarterback that has a sleeve tattoo, which is which is key for NC State. Smart. Evidently. That's smart. Yeah. You either have to have a really long neck or a sleeve tattoo to play quarterback there. So <clears throat> another another deep cut for you back. guys. <laughs> okay, we we know about Sam Hartman, handsome Sam. Uh, we know about Shadur Sanders, who followed his father uh, to Colorado and. And then his father said that no guarantee, there are no guarantees, and then proceeded to name his son the starting quarterback before they even had practice, which was hilarious, by the way. Let's just let it be known. That's hilarious. That um, we, yeah. we, we recall that uh, DJU has a new home. Yep. And it's yep. on the West Coast. That is right. In the, he's an in Oregon State. He's an Oregon State beaver. Still gets to wear orange. Looks good in orange. Um, all right. So now some, there's some weird names down here below. So Nebraska Cornhuskers. You guys got a good a good feel for who the Nebraska Cornhuskers are going to be trotting out this year? No feel for that. They're going to be trotting no, out. but Jeff. I don't think he's going to have a good time. He might not have a great time, but his name is Jeff Sims, um, and he played oh. for Georgia Tech last year, so he had a standing Nebraska. Probably name. had well. a better, a, a worse time playing for Georgia Tech last year. Shout out to Miles B uh, on that one. <clears throat> R.I.P. Um, Keaton Slovis, we mentioned, will be suiting up for the Cougars. Uh, Ole Miss has an interesting quarterback situation, but they are highlighted by one fun transfer name that is in the mix for the starting job. Do you know yeah, I don't remember who made it to Ole Miss? The I remember it being a topic. I don't remember the name. Yeah. Spencer Sanders, our boy. Spencer uh, Sanders oh. is going to be on the bench for that's Ole Miss right. probably, not even Gosh, starting. That's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> um, 
trying to see who else we have here. There's just there's just a lot of names out here. Luke Altmeyer is going to be playing for the Illinois Fighting Illini. Okay, he was an sure. Ole Miss quarterback, you might recall. Uh, Tyler Buckner has made the trip from Dome to the Crimson Tide and is going is in the mix job, which Alabama. If you QB situation going into this year, if, if you're bringing in Tyler Buckner to like legitimately compete, but he did play for the offensive coordinator that they hired, I suppose. So, uh, Hudson card, he was, he spelled Quinn Ewers last year. He's going to be a Purdue Boilermaker this year. Um, Pittsburgh needs to replace Gidon Slovis. So they're rolling in Phil Jerkovic, who's a Boston college. Great. <laughs> yeah, but he's a Jerkovic. He's got to be in Pittsburgh. That's a, that's a rule. That's probably a good point. Yeah. And uh, we missed the Houston Cougars earlier. They're going to be uh, playing this guy, Donovan Smith um, uh, from Texas tech. So anyhow, yeah. I think, uh, I, th- I think that about wraps it up, but uh, I just really, I really enjoyed seeing some of these names flash across the screens. Oh, Luke Altmeyer. I remember that guy, you know, what's he up to? Keaton Slovis definitely takes the cake for me for wildest, wildest just name. Yeah. I mean, he was like getting reps for like Air Raid USC back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Then he got hurt. I think that he got hurt. Yeah. That, like all four of their QBs got hurt. Oh, we, we call that going full Maryland when all four of your QBs get hurt and then you have to, you have to like play a middle linebacker. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep going here. Um, moving through this. We're doing a good job. I would like all of us to present our present the listeners with one hot take we have on the season, uh, on season outlook. Oh, gosh, I'm I'm I can go first if you guys if you guys don't. Uh, I I feel like you have one of the chambers, so please start us off. Well, sure. I just think Florida State is gonna un, is not gonna not gonna be good. Okay. Oh gosh, I was I was thinking that uh, wasn't a hot take, but then I see that they're ranked eighth. So win sure. total numbers for you, Logan. Ooh, we I mean, I'd be, we could do that offline. I would, I would be interested. I just think that they're buoyed a little bit by the way the season ended last year. I, I think their quarterback's very good. I think he runs a good system, but um, I, he did get hurt last year too. I don't think that's off the table. I'm just, I'm just not sold on Florida State. Also, they could lose. They could get killed by LSU in the first game. I mean, they barely beat LSU last year, and LSU fumbled like four kickoffs to them or punts, right? So I just I think the first four weeks of the season for Florida State are going to be really tough. They play Clemson, I think, in like week three. They play Clemson and LSU in the first four weeks. Um, you know, if they're they could very realistically be two and two and essentially out of it, uh, national championship picture wise, and and then you never know how a team treats uh, treats the season when they are quote unquote out of it. So that's that's my thoughts on Florida State. And I'm also a hater, so you know, call it a hater pick if you want. I just uh, you know I've been looking at some models. Don't love what I'm seeing. All right. Uh, I would say, I don't know that this is a take, but uh, there is a rule change this year where the clock does Mm. not stop automatically after a first down is attained. Um, I don't think I like that rule because I think it was one of the fun quirks that made college football fun and different from the NFL, um, Kept teams I think in touch it heightens for sure. the excitement of late game happenings when you have some built-in, you know, stoppages and you you game plan for that. So um, I think I saw based on yesterday's games the length of game in terms of duration from kickoff to final whistle was not actually that different. Um, I know that's small sample size, but uh, I think the gonna... there were like seven fewer plays ever on average. Yeah, um, and, and actually, I think I think I even saw that that was skewed by Notre Dame Navy. And if you take that out of the picture, it was only like four fewer plays. Yeah, and I, I'll be interesting to see like halfway through the season what what the difference actually was if there is a significant difference, but. Um, Personally, I I liked that rule as part of the college football experience, and I don't know that taking it away <coughs> is necessarily value added. Um, you can argue that it 
reduces number of plays and therefore reduces injury opportunity, which I get, but um, that's my soapbox given given the opportunity. So. Hmm. I don't really have a good one for this year. You want to do one for last year? Yeah. Can I get my hot? <laughs> no. Um, do you want to do? I guess my like for next year. Ooh. My semi hot take for this year is that I I don't see it for Penn State. I think this might be a wheels come off here. Wow. That now see, um, I think that's hotter than you think it is because Penn yeah. State is is getting the shellacking so to speak, by the liberal media. So, Oh, am I not the only one saying that, or am I the literal only one saying that? I think everyone I've heard has been like exceedingly high on Penn State. Yeah, I it, I just I don't feel it. I'm not vibing with it. They that's, finally that's got a, rid of the quarterback with the knee braces. You know, yeah. it's a new era in Penn State. That's a it's, it's very much a, like that's a that's a vibes pick uh, for sure. Sure. But, um, yeah, it doesn't feel great. My hot take, you guys will especially appreciate this. My hot take for like eight years from now, um, which goes against everything I've always told everybody, which is that nobody knows what college athletics is going to look like in eight years, uh, is that whatever situation we're in, the ACC will be closer to the Sun Belt than they are to the SEC. Like from a respect standpoint or competitiveness, respect, resources, et cetera, standpoint. I don't think that's a super hot take, but yeah, I think based yeah. on, yeah, doing the, the models again, yeah. looking at the models, we've, I, we've I, plugged I, it into the algorithm. I've consulted my data scientists. <laughs> that's what we're coming. Yeah. Out we'll with. see if we can find some future markets on that. Maybe sprinkle. Right. A yeah. Little bit of darts. yeah. Especially with, especially with how specifically I quantified that. So right. yeah. Yeah. it should be easy to find. Right. Do you guys have a, uh, a a dark horse team? And it doesn't even need to be like a team that's going to win the national championship, but a team that you think we should keep our eye on for this year. Well, I am interested for several reasons uh, what South Carolina does this year. Oh. Because end of last year, they had a fun time getting chesty, beating right. some teams above their pay grade. Obviously... Coach Beamer is down there coaching the boys up. He is a fun character to keep an mm-hmm. eye on for several reasons. Um, so, yeah, color me intrigued about the Gamecocks. Yeah, I like that pick. And I, I'm kind of surprised they're just outside the top 25. Uh, like, in yeah, lieu to be of... clear, I'm not picking them to do anything one way or the other. I'm just sure. saying I am intently... Well, they're going to be fascinating. What, what, I, I kind of think they deserve to be in the top 25, especially when like we're shoving Iowa and Texas A&M in there for reasons passing understanding. Spencer Rattler's still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Antoine I mean, Wells, former JMU great. Was first what happened, what happened at the end of last year? They beat Clemson. That was good for them. And then they, yeah. they also beat Tennessee after what's his name hurt his knee in the game, right? Yeah, and this was right. the week. This is the week after they almost got shut out by one of the worst Florida defenses we've ever seen, and we're that excited okay. about South Carolina. Come on, guys. Well, I know Coach Shane is what's that in? excited. So, no, I'm just also kidding. they have uh, they have what's his name that plays Sandstorm coming to their game against Derude, Derude, or Derudy, yeah. or Denude, yeah. or something like that. We apologize profusely <laughs> for the pronunciations. They didn't Denudo. They didn't pay us, so. Um, I, I'm. Along the same lines, fascinated to see what Kansas State does uh, in a somewhat new look Big Twelve. Uh, sure. With, with probably you know, I don't know what their schedule. I don't know even know who there's all on their schedule. If they have any of the new people on their schedule or anything like that, uh, but uh, they they seem like a team that is literally never fun to play and uh, makes Big Twelve teams uncomfortable, and that seems very fun. Shouts out Chris Kleeman. Yeah, he's he's doing a really good job there. They've been they've been awesome. Um, I'm intrigued by Wisconsin. Uh, the Phil Longo Wisconsin Badgers, coached by Luke Fickle, experience with who who's the quarterback there? Luke Altmeyer. Did we talk about? I don't know. One of these one of these quarterbacks. Uh, I think Jordan and I got lost in the tidal wave of <clears throat> right. Sorry, Luke Altmeyer is uh, 
transfer. They, I think they have some sort of a transfer situation. They uh, maybe they don't have a transfer situation. Maybe that's why uh, Graham Mertz left because the other guy is was going to stay and play. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just like I'm kind of just interested to see how that goes for Wisconsin. I think uh, there's been some chatter like you know Phil Longo's kind of a run and shoot kind of guy, a bit of an air raid disciple, I guess you could say, but also. I think North Carolina just ran the absolute piss out of the ball two years ago and they had 2000 yard running backs. So that isn't not what Wisconsin likes to do. Right. So I, I'm just kind of to see like, could Wisconsin nip a team, nip one of these teams like Michigan or Penn state, or even Ohio. I don't know if they have to play Ohio state, but like, could Wisconsin be the best team in the West again? Or no, I don't think the big Ten's doing divisions this year. No more divisions. They might not be anyhow. RIP to the leaders and legends. RIP to the leaders, legends, East and West. But uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm 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 just curious to see how uh, Wisconsin the, goes because they've been so staunch in their their uh, their their ways for the past few years. The divisional scrap is next year. Okay, so this is the no, last year of the West. So they're, so. they're scrapping it when the, the <clears throat> West Coasters join up. Iowa and Wisconsin will have one last shot at glory. That's what, what I'm hearing. Also, side note, kind of intrigue just to see what Michigan State's up to. Um, kind of feel like they're getting let off the hook a little bit with like a ridiculous coach contract situation that was buoyed by one year of like strange results that was heavily laden with uh, transfer portal turnover. So I don't know. I mean, they might be a case study in like, man, I don't know. Maybe you should like just pay the coach a zillion dollars after one year. But um I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but I don't necessarily have high hopes for Michigan State. But I think that they should probably have higher hopes given what they've invested in their team. Okay. All right, you guys, on the spot, national championship pick. Who you got, Jordan? Um, I'll go Ohio State. Nice. Uh, Bama, so long as they find a quarterback. Oh. Interesting. Uh, well, I mean, you guys didn't pick Georgia, so I'll definitely go Georgia. Their yeah, schedule's so easy. I mean, come we on. Left you, we left you the number one draft pick for sure. It's very boring. It's 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 a boring pick, but Georgia's schedule is kind of a joke this year, grading on the curve of, of uh, SEC schedules, I suppose. So um, I think they got to go – they got to play Tennessee. I don't know where that game is, um, but they got to play Tennessee. That's the big, that'll be the big one for them this year. Uh, unless Florida is like looking really good in late October, but I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. So you never know. You never, ever, ever know. So anyhow. All right, cool. Well, uh, excited to be back. Excited to see you guys. Lovely faces. Um, anybody got any parting words? We'll be back midweek for picks episode for week one, I think. I think you're right. Jason. Yep. All um, right. <laughs> well said. Well said from Jason. Excited, Appreciate that. Uh, sorry, I, was, I was reading something. Oh, okay. uh, excited sorry. to be back. <laughs> excited that we're back. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Perfect. All right. I will uh, get us out of here. Thank you for joining us. It's the Wheel Route Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram at Wheel Route Podcast. Wheel Route, po- Wheel Route Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Thewheelroute.com is the website. You can stream the show there. You can stream the show elsewhere. We already mentioned them. Until we meet again, we love you. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.